Who owns the dead? The Soviet Union claims Lenin's body and, against his and his wife's objections, displays the body in a mausoleum in Moscow. This practice was replicated in other communist countries. For whatever reason, the body of the founding leader was crucial to how the government saw themselves. If the body did not have wisdom exactly, perhaps it had inspiration. What do high-ranking Chinese leaders feel when they visit Mao's body? Does Mao tell them how to shrewdly navigate political turmoil? More to the point, does anybody look upon his mummified face and think, I hope to be lying in a glass coffin someday? This is part two of a two-part series on dead bodies in museums. I'm Ian Elsner. Museum of Museums is a tiny show about the way we display science, art, and culture. Each episode lasts less than 15 minutes. So let's get started. In part one, we talked about dead bodies on display for colonial reasons. These bodies were displayed as the other. The point of showing them was to highlight the differences between us and them. Part two discusses a culture looking at its own dead in the museum context. The culture of communist parties is closely tied to the state, so in some ways it makes sense that the dictator would have a life after death. Political control is so centered in one individual that it is the body itself that becomes the focus. In Lenin's case, the body is special. There is only one Lenin. Special is exactly the word that the American Association of Museums, AAM, uses when it talks about human remains in its code of ethics. It states that, the unique and special nature of human remains and funerary and sacred objects is recognized on the basis of all decisions concerning such collections. But when AAM uses special, it means that every instance of a dead body is special, not a special body. Body worlds and similar exhibits were first displayed in 1995. The point was not to show a particular special person or a person from another culture, but an average person as a scientified being. What is so visually interesting about body worlds is the process that preserves the inside of the body for display. The muscles are red, as if they are filled with blood, and they create almost an animated effect. All identifiable markers are taken away so that the body seemed to stand for something more general than a particular human. My guess is that the public discomfort would be much greater if these people were displayed with their skin, faces, and hair still visible. When you walk into a Body Worlds exhibit, it is clear that even if all the signage were the same, it would be a much different exhibit if the bodies weren't once actual humans. I remember the whispers of more than one fellow visitor at the Body Worlds in Denver saying, Are these real bodies? After a certain number of bodies, visitors begin to think of each display as the same body in different position. This illusion wouldn't work if there were identifying features. At the beginning of the exhibit hall, visitors look through a window to see the bodies they might encounter in the gallery and have time to turn back if something doesn't sit well. But by the end of the exhibit, it feels as normal as walking through a textbook. The people displayed are not identified as specific individuals, and they are not identified by ethnicity. So it's not showing the other. It is showing a generic human. 
There are pointed accusations that many of the bodies displayed in body worlds and similar exhibits are Chinese prisoners or other people who have not consented to have their insides on display to the public. The companies that put them on vehemently deny that anything non-consensual has happened. After exiting the exhibit in Denver, I remember not being completely comfortable with it. At the same time, though, I remember thinking pointedly about whether I would be okay with being displayed after I die. Maybe I would. My own body would hopefully be just a husk that used to have something living in it. At 2 a.m. on September 12, 2001, truckloads of material from the World Trade Center site began arriving at Fresh Kills, an old landfill. Fresh Kills quickly became the world's largest crime scene. FBI agents searched for evidence against the 19 hijackers, personal artifacts, and as many remains as they could identify. An agent talks about the human remains this way. When we found a hand with a wedding band, or a hand or a foot with manicured nails, you knew that it was some woman who went to work. In some instances, you could see the color of their nails, which hopefully will lead to identification. Hundreds of driver's licenses, employee ID cards, and credit cards were all collected in large buckets to be returned to the families of those killed. At a certain point, after the search for evidence was winding down, the agents began saving some of the artifacts for museums. Objects were saved because they were visually compelling, or they had an immediate identifying feature. They thought to themselves, What would somebody need to see from this landfill 50 years from now? They refrained from using artifacts that could be traced to a specific individual. However, some family members of those who died donated personal artifacts to museums. Today, as far as I can tell, there are no human remains being displayed at any 9-11 museum. Instead, the collections contain personal artifacts. These personal mementos, like a United Airlines mileage card, are as personal as the body itself. In some cases, we as museum visitors are looking at the faces of the dead on their driving license. It feels like you are looking at the body because you are looking inside their daily life. I don't mean to say that the credit card of a mummy would be more interesting than the mummy itself. Actually, it would be extremely interesting. But instead, that the mummy as a dead body might not be the best exhibit. The fact that driver's licenses are displayed at 9-11 museums shows how people who died were normal people not special pharaohs or special communist leaders. Whether it's a museum or a mausoleum, surely there is a more creative, less fraught, and more engaging exhibit than somebody's lifeless body. Thank you for visiting Museum of Museums. We hope you enjoyed your visit. Please send feedback on Twitter at OfMuseums. You can find more information at ofmuseums.com. 